0: Good morning. Good morning. Today I will be reading from Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have, has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Please bow with me with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us have another day enjoying your creation. Let us open our ears and our hearts to what Aaron has to say for us and let us practice it each and every day. Let us enjoy the rest of this day and the week as to come. Jesus' name me? We pray, amen. amen. Life can be painful. There's disappointment, hurts, discouragement, loss. People are looking for hope and the truth is you have something to offer. You carry with you the good news of Jesus Christ and Jesus is the hope of the world. The church is not a building, it is the body of Christ, a community of believers who are dedicated to gathering together, lifting one another up, glorifying God and making a kingdom difference. So who do you need to invite to church? Who needs to experience God's goodness? Reach out to them because hope is here. okay, so you're probably wondering what that video is all about. And for those of you who may not know, September 19th is National Back to Church Sunday. And we have decided as a congregation that we are going to embrace that. And we are going to do our best to not only have all of our members here on that day, but we're going to give you guys a great opportunity to invite your friends, your coworkers, and your neighbors as well. See, on this day, not only are we going to have our normal, of course, church service in the morning, but after services, We are going to have a barbecue. We are going to have a bounce house for the kids. We are going to have the Kona ice truck here for the little kids and those of us big kids alike who like snow cones as well. Um, But it's going to be just a great day. And we even have created um, some cards that you can use to help you to invite those people. Now, as the video said, who do you know that needs to experience the hope of Jesus Christ? And I'll bet you can probably think of three to five to 10 to 20 people that maybe have not had the opportunity to experience the hope that you and I have in Jesus. This is a great opportunity for you to invite them to this very special event. So two things. One, I want you to mark that day on your calendars because of course we want all of our membership to be here on that day. So hopefully you're not planning any uh, weekends away on that weekend or whatever the case may be. And two, start thinking about who do I need to invite to back to church Sunday? Who needs to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And I'll bet you can identify some family, some friends, some neighbors, some coworkers. Start thinking about that and start praying intentionally for that person. Start praying for that person that, hey, here in a couple weeks, I'm going to invite this person to come to church and pray that the Holy Spirit would work in their lives to soften their hearts, to make them open to your invitation to invite them to National Back to Church Sunday. So just start praying for that. Start praying for those people specifically. Uh, Heavenly Father, you know, just soften Joe's heart that he'll be receptive to my invitation, that he'll be willing to come and experience the hope that we have in Jesus Christ and that back to church Sunday on September 19th will also kick off a series called hope is here as a four week series and hopefully you know people will come to back to church Sunday and they'll want to come back the following Sunday to hear more about the hope that we have so please put that on your calendars put that on your radar start praying for that and start praying for the people that you need to invite to back to church Sunday All right, that being said, uh, we are going to move on to today's lesson, and before we get into today's lesson, um, I just have to give a real quick shout out to Hazel and Jerry Rankin. They are actually from my home congregation back in uh, Shelbyville, Illinois, where I grew up, and they've been faithfully watching our services for the last two years now, singing along at home, taking communion, so I just wanted to say hello to them, and thank you for being with us. So, we're going to jump into today's lesson, and as you know, we've been working through the one another's. And the one another's are all about how do we treat each other as a church family? How do we interact with one another? How do we show love to one another? How do we truly be the church? Today's lesson is all about forgiveness. And this can be a hard one. Some of the one another's that we've talked about are relatively simple and they can be easy to swallow and easy to digest. But then we come to forgiveness. Forgiveness is a hard one. I think we can all agree on that. Forgiveness is a hard concept. Sometimes it's just really hard to forgive people for a number of reasons. Either one, because we don't think they're worthy of our forgiveness, or two, because we just can't get past what they have done to us. And that's what we're going to take a look at today. And we're going to take a look at this idea of forgiveness. We're going to read several scriptures about what the Bible says about forgiveness But this is kind of the bottom line. This is the big idea, is we have to forgive others just as Christ forgives us. And if we frame forgiveness from this lens, then we're definitely off to a good start. We're definitely on the right track. Because when we have those situations where we feel like it's hard to forgive someone, or maybe they don't deserve our forgiveness, all we have to do is think back to this. What if Christ didn't Forgive us because we don't deserve it. Because guess what? We don't. He doesn't forgive us because we deserve it. He forgives us because he loves us. And he was willing to give his life for you and I. But imagine if that hadn't taken place. And we weren't forgiven for all of the mistakes that we make on a daily basis. And we had to face God in judgment one day without that forgiveness. But see, that's exactly what we're doing to others when we refuse to forgive. So that's what we're going to look at today. Forgiveness is a powerful form of love. It takes a really strong person to say I'm sorry and an even stronger person to forgive. As we work through this lesson today and as we, as we talk through this idea of forgiveness, I want you to think about people in your life. Either people in your life that you need to ask for forgiveness from or people in your life that you need to forgive. And the reason that I'm asking you to do that is as we unpack these scriptures and as we see what the Bible tells us about forgiveness, I want you to think about those people. And then as we come to the end of today's lesson, we're going to intentionally pray for those people as well as for ourselves. So let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to start in the book of Ephesians. This is going to be Ephesians chapter 4. So again, if you would, go ahead and open up your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 4, and I would love for you to read along with me. But starting in verse 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who are listening. So again, just a reminder for us to encourage one another, to build up one another. As we move on to verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, get rid of all rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And then he wraps up this section of scripture by saying, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. And quite honestly, we could leave this lesson right there because this is powerful words. This is powerful words. We forgive others just as Christ forgives us. And that can be a hard pill to swallow sometimes. I know this is something that, that I've struggled with in my life, and I think this is something that, that a lot of you can relate to. And as we, as we go through our Christian walk, as we, we, as we go through our lives as Christians as we mature as Christians, hopefully this starts to become a little bit easier. Perfect example, my, my son is, is four now, which I can't believe he's four now, but my son is four now, and he will tell me, I don't want to play with Connor because Connor's mean to me. And we kind of laugh and say, well, that's just kind of how kids are. And, but, but it's that idea that he's not willing to look past the way that Connor treated him. But now let's talk about a Christian who's 14 or a Christian who's 40 or a Christian who's 64. And we find ourselves in those same situations. I can't forgive so and so because of what they did. And again, the Bible very clearly says we have to forgive that person just as Christ forgives us. Let's look at another passage and this one comes from Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 14. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and deeply loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Again, we are God's chosen people. Verse 13 says, bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. There are so many passages in the Bible that unpack this idea of forgiveness. Why do you think there's so many passages in the Bible about forgiveness? Because he knows we're going to struggle with it, right? He knows this is going to be a hard thing for us to do. And we need these reminders over and over again about the importance of forgiving others. Verse 14 says... And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Again, forgiveness comes back to love. See, we love one another. We may not always like one another. We may not always get along with one another. But we love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you truly love someone, then you have to forgive them. We have to forgive them no matter how hard it is. No matter if we think they don't deserve it, we don't want to. That's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say forgive people if they deserve it. It doesn't say forgive people if you want to. No, it says forgive one another just as Christ forgives us. Let's throw another wrinkle into this mix. What if the person who needs forgiven is you? I talk to people all the time about their faith and their walks and baptism and things like that. And nothing breaks my heart more than when I hear people say, there's no way God can forgive me for what I've done. You know who that is talking? That's the enemy talking. Because that's exactly what the enemy wants you to think. He wants you to think what you've done is too bad. You cannot be forgiven for that. And that's exactly how he puts a rift between you and Jesus Christ. Because he makes you think you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not faithful enough, you don't pray enough, you're not going to heaven anyway. Sometimes that person that needs forgiveness is us. We've got to forgive ourselves. Because we can't go back and change the past, unfortunately. Until that DeLorean from Back to the Future starts working correctly, we can't go back and fix it. But what we can do is turn away from that and ask God to forgive us and forgive ourselves so we can go back to a relationship with Jesus Christ. But if we don't do that, then the enemy wins. Maybe maybe it's ourselves that we need to let off the hook. Because see, when you truly repent of your past, when you truly ask for forgiveness and turn away from those things and do your best to follow Jesus Christ, you're forgiven. And you have to see that. You have to know that not only has God forgiven you, but you've gotta forgive yourself. Because when you carry around that guilt and that shame from your past, guess what it does? It stops you from following Jesus the way that you should. If you keep hanging on to those dead branches, you're never gonna get fruit. And that's exactly what we have to do. We have to truly be sorry, we have to repent, we have to move on, and we have to forgive ourselves. We have to let ourselves off the hook. Because what happens when you don't forgive yourself or you don't forgive someone else? Because, see, forgiveness is just as much for you as it is for the other person. Because when you don't forgive yourself, when you don't forgive another person, then you carry around this this feeling and this anxiety and this stress. And we all know what that does to us. A, it takes us away from what we should be focusing on, which is Christ. And B, it can cause a plethora of other problems, right? It can cause stress problems. It can cause all kinds of issues in our lives. We've got to forgive others, and we've got to forgive ourselves. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. It says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. For if you forgive others... See, if we want our forgiveness from God, we have to forgive others. It's a give and take situation. It's a push and pull situation, right? There's contingencies. It's just like how our salvation works, right? We, we want to be saved and we want to go to heaven. Of course we do. We all agree on that. But there are certain things that we have to do, right? We have to hear the word. We have to repent of our sins. We have to be baptized and we have to live faithfully. And then we're promised something. Right here in Matthew, we see the same thing. If you forgive others, then your heavenly Father will forgive you. And we all want that. So we've got to do our part. Most of you are familiar with the parable of the two debtors. So I'm not going to take a lot of time to unpack that parable. But I want to encourage you, if you're not, go back and read the parable of the two debtors. But it's basically about forgiving each others of our debts. So this person, he comes to his master and he asks for forgiveness. And and the master gives him forgiveness and sends him on his way. And that same person then refuses to forgive someone who has a debt against him. So what happens is the master calls him back and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I just forgave you and you went out and wouldn't forgive someone else. So let's see how that's handled in Matthew chapter th- 18, excuse me, Matthew 18 starting in 32 says then the master called the servant in you wicked servant he said i canceled all of that debt of yours because you begged me to 33 says shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as i had on you it says in anger his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers or sisters from your heart. Again, a powerful reminder. Now, back in these days, right, if you if you owed a debt to someone, then you were you were tortured. You were put into prison until you could pay it back. Now, there's a big flaw in that theory. How are you supposed to pay back money if you're sitting in jail? But apparently they didn't think that one through really well. But, but that was basically someone else's problem at that point. But he basically, he tells this story, right? Because all the stories in the Bible are there for a reason, right? They're there because we need to learn something from it. They're there because that's the way that Jesus taught people. He taught them in stories that they could understand. He didn't just quote scripture. He talked to them in stories. And he says, look. This is exactly how it works with God. He will indeed forgive you, but you have to forgive others. And again, that can be really hard. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is time time to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. And you say, well, how does that work into forgiveness? Well, see, when we, don't, when we refuse to forgive somebody, we're taking it upon ourselves to cast judgment on that person. That person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. What that person has done is so egregious that I don't have to forgive them. And here in Romans, we're reminded that that's not the case. Because, see, you can let people off the hook. You can, you can forgive people and move on with your life because guess what? God will take care of it. He is infinitely infinitely smarter than you and I. Let him do the judging. Your job is to forgive, because that's what we're taught to do, and let God take care of it. And you don't have to worry about how God takes care of it, because that's between that person and God. But out of love, you forgive, and let God take care of it. See, don't try to do God's job. That's a big job. I wouldn't want that job. That's a really hard job. That's a big job. But you know what, God's really good at it and he's been doing it for eternity and he'll be doing it for eternity, so let him do it. I love this, this quote from, from Alexander Pope and this is a very common quote and I'm sure you have all heard this before but it just it, this always speaks to me every time I hear it and that's to err is human and to forgive is divine. We make mistakes, right? We make mistakes. Nobody here is perfect. Yes, I'm casting judgment, nobody's perfect. <laughs> But but in all seriousness, we make mistakes. But God loves us enough to forgive. Christ loves us enough to forgive. And if we're to be like Christ, that means when we make a mistake or when we hurt someone, when we do something that goes against God's teachings, we've got to forgive each other. How can we ever truly be a family, the body of Christ, if we can't forgive one another? How can we be the family that meets here in Mission Viejo if we can't overlook the mistakes that someone's made and say, look, brother or sister, that's okay. You made a mistake, but guess what? Just as Christ loves us, I love you enough to say it's okay and we'll work past it. If we don't do that, how can we ever be unified? Because you're never going to have 200 plus people that are going to agree on everything. You're never going to have 200 plus people that, that say the right thing every time. It just doesn't work that way. But see, we've got to, as Christians, forgive one another. Christians are the most forgiven people on the planet. Because every day, each person in this room does something that they need to be forgiven for, whether by our fellow coworkers, our family members, or by God. And thank goodness that we have that hope of Jesus, that we are forgiven, and that he's able to overlook those things forgive is divine. I want to finish up in Psalms chapter 103. This is one of my favorite passages. Psalms uh, 103 verses 9 through 12 says, he will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. It says he does not trust us as our sins deserve, excuse me, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. I want to stop right there for just a second. Is anybody else in this room very thankful that God doesn't treat us the way we deserve to be treated? I'll say that again. Thank God we are not treated the way we deserve to be treated. And see, that's what grace, love, and mercy is all about. And that's why everybody needs Jesus Christ. It says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, So great is his love for those who fear him. Verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west, which basically just means as far as necessary, he's going to forgive us. And that's the example that he sets for us. See, we're forgiven. And that's a powerful powerful concept, this idea that you and I are forgiven. But we got to play that forward. We got to play that forward and forgive each other because it's going to happen. It's not an if, it's a when. And we got to forgive each other because that's the way we become the unified body of Christ. What if we truly forgave each other unconditionally? What if when somebody made a mistake, we simply went to that person and said, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. You made a mistake, let's move on. We didn't go around and tell 10 other people, hey, brother so-and-so, guess what he did? No, we simply said, I love you and I forgive you. And let's move forward in Christ. I want you to think about how powerful that could be, whether it's in your relationships, with your spouse, whether it's in your family, whether it's here in the church, whether it's your coworkers, how could things be different in your life if you truly forgive people? And I mean, forgive, let it go and move on. Be a lot less stress in our lives if we could do that. See, forgiveness is not weakness. I've heard people say this before. I'm not gonna forgive that person. Because they think it's some kind of a form of weakness, but it's just the opposite. It takes a strong person to say, I'm sorry. And it takes a strong person to truly offer forgiveness. Again, it's as much about us as it is them. It's not just about letting them off the hook. It's about letting that go from our hearts and our minds and moving on in peace and in joy and in happiness we got to show that same grace and mercy that Christ shows for us. Again, we can't ever be Christ, but we can be Christ like. And I want to leave you with this one Matthew chapter 18, verses 22 and 23 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven. And see, there's that number seven that I love so much. That's that, that's that godly number of seven, right? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. we got to forgive. It's not easy. we got to forgive. And we got to forgive over and over and over and over and over again because that's what Christ does for you and me. I want you to take just a minute. I want you to take just a minute. And I want you to think about, somebody in your life that you need to forgive. Or maybe it's somebody in your life that you need to ask for forgiveness from. Or maybe like we talked about earlier, maybe it's you. Maybe you need to forgive yourself and let yourself off the hook for a mistake that you've made or something that you've done. I want you to take just a moment and I want you to to put somebody in your mind And in just a moment, we're going to pray, and I want you to just intentionally pray for that person. Or again, if it's yourself, I want you to intentionally pray that God will let you forgive yourself. Dear Father God, we thank you. We just thank you for everything that you've done for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you that every single day when we mess up, you're there to say, you are forgiven. Heavenly Father, right now, we want to just lift up those people in our lives that we need to ask for forgiveness from or those people in our lives that we need to forgive. And Heavenly Father, if that's us, we just pray from the depths of our hearts that you allow us to find a way to understand and feel the power of your forgiveness. Because, Heavenly Father, we know that without that, we wouldn't have that hope of eternal life. So, Heavenly Father, help us today to forgive, help us to be forgiven. And thank you so much for you offering that amazing gift to us. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Maybe you've never had that chance to ask God for the ultimate forgiveness. And that's that gift of eternal life in heaven. We're going to offer you an opportunity. In just a moment, Brandon's going to come up and sing another song, and we're going to give you that opportunity to come forward, to be baptized, to truly be forgiven of your sins. Or maybe you just have had a hard time forgiving yourself or forgiving others. Myself and the elders will be down front, and we would love for you to come down. If we can talk to you, if we can pray with you, if we can help you in any way, we want to ask you to come forward as we stand together.